Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire and Candace. I really just want to like get to the guest right now because we have we have so many questions. I have so many questions and I've been waiting for this episode for so long. So welcome to the podcast. Medium, entrepreneur, amazing business owner. She has a ton of classes I can't wait to tell you about too. Candace Dalton. Yay. Thanks guys. It's so nice to be on your podcast. I honestly am just amazed at how long you guys have been doing this for. It right. is honestly like I bow down to you. Thank you for having me on. Yes. Every week for 10 years. You're welcome. It's amazing. <laughs> Good for you guys. Claire and I always <laughs> say, if you would have told us at the beginning that we would have done this for 10 years every week, we would have been like, you're crazy. We would have never not started. Doing it. Yeah. yeah we never would have so started. wild. How crazy is that? <laughs> it is. Um, so why don't you jump in and tell the listeners a little bit about you, your bio, where you're from, how you became a medium? Sure. So I was born and raised in Boston, Mass. Good old Boston. I'm going to be East Coaster for life, even though I live on the West Coast. Um, I live in Los Angeles. I am 33 years old and I have been a medium since I was really young. I truly just didn't know that I was a medium. I just thought I was a really good guesser. I thought that I just had that my own little superpower. And so um, at a young age, I had found out, um, you know, after my aunt passed away, she was only 30 at the time, was hearing her voice like, tell mom this, tell her that this is how I died. And I would tell my mom this little bits of information, but I wouldn't tell her where I was receiving it from. And she'd always be like, Candace, where are you getting all this information? Like, are you listening to my phone calls? And I'm sure you guys remember back in the day, like we had the home phones and you might've had two or three in the house. Oh, yeah. And you know, you'd like pick up the phone and like listen and in on hear, their phone calls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need to but, try not to make that click sound. when Exactly. <laughs> yes. Listening. It's like the slowest pickup on it. And, um, but I truly didn't, you know, I uh, wasn't listening to her phone calls at that point in time. And I uh, didn't really know much about it until maybe two years later. My mom had to go under surgery for a big surgery, and she had, you know, prayed to her sister and her father, who are both in heaven, just to make sure that she made it out okay of the surgery. And during this experience, she saw her sister and her father sitting right before her while in surgery. So it was a crazy experience. And I remember her calling my Aunt Maureen. My Aunt Maureen is my dad's sister. They're one of nine kids. You have to be a true Irish Catholic to have at least six. <laughs> so my grandmother shot for nine. Uh, God bless her. She's like 4'10". So I don't know how nine babies came out of her little hole. Oh. But <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> impressive. I was like, Graham, did you like, did they all come out of there? She's like, yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, I can barely handle my period. So, uh, you know, um, I couldn't understand why my mom was just telling my aunt Maureen about seeing her mom and sister. I mean, her dad and sister. And um, she said, well, um, you know, I asked her, why are you just telling auntie Maureen out of everyone? She said, well, she's a medium. And I'm like, what's a medium <laughs> at nine years old? She's like, she can connect to the other side. And that was like, deuces, see you later. I don't want nothing to do with this. Our family is insane. I knew we were insane, but not this insane. So um, fast forward for the next few years, I just really suppressed my gift due to anxiety um, and depression. And I had panic attacks about death and dying, which I know a lot of people fear death and dying. And so I totally get it. And um, it really started to come back out uh, when I was 16. I remember it was a specific day, March 5th, 2004. And I just have this really bad feeling in my stomach. Have you guys ever experienced that where your gut is like 
screaming something to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, it just got worse and worse as the day went on. I was only, I'm sorry, I wasn't 16. I was 14. And uh, I got home from school, went on to AOL instant messenger, another throwback. And I messaged one of my friends and I said, Hey, I just have this really weird feeling that my cousin Sean died. And he's like, what? Like, why would you say that? And right then and there, the phone was ringing. It was my grandmother calling to let us know that my cousin died in a freak accident. He was working underneath his car and he was sawing away the suspension of the vehicle. And the sway bar came down on his neck and it killed him instantly. And he was only 19 years old at the time. And so Sean was like a brother to me. We're so close. And so he started to give me these signs that you just knew were not coincidences um, that literally made you scream. You're like, oh my God, is that you? And so I really trusted him. And um, I thought that, you know, this gift was just something that I would carry with me, but I never thought it would be something that I would carry with me for a job. Um, it's not in the drop down list. It is not on like, you know, where do you want to go to college? Like you can't go talk to the dead. Well, there is a college kind of in London. But um, anyways, I digress. So um, this is the Irish in me. We just blibber blabber and just talk about whatever. I so um, yeah. <laughs> and then after high school, I went to cosmetology school. I thought I was going to do hair. I thought I was going to open a hair salon one day. Uh, within this first week of me being at the school, I came out of my spiritual closet. I started telling people that I was a medium because I just didn't care anymore. I didn't have the judgment and worry about, you know, classmates that I grew up with, you know, and all of a sudden I'm, hey guys, I could talk to the dead. I'm with brand new people who are just meeting me. I might as well be my authentic self. And um, so for those 11 months at that school, I was talking to the dead. I wasn't doing hair, totally failed my license test. It was wonderful. And um, I started to just watch people as I read them, their shoulders drop away, the happy tears, the relief and the peace. And that was just so amazing to me. So um, to finish off the story, I, again, just thought I was going to open up a hair salon. My mom wanted me to call it hair um what did she want me to call it oh god hair on after is that what hair on after <laughs> yeah hair on after <laughs> and this and, was still on the east coast yes yeah. this was all still yeah. on the east coast and then um when i was 19 a production company from los angeles came out to boston filmed my family and i for a potential tv show this runs through the whole fam um, my dad has it my aunt my great-grandmother my grandmother my cousin we were being filmed and it was the last day of filming it was just going to be maureen's turn uh, maureen's a very well-known medium maureen hancock and during filming her son broke his leg which was of course the irish so uh the producers came up to me and my cousin stasha and said you guys have to start the show we have 70 people waiting and as soon as maureen gets here after going to the emergency room she'll take over and we were shitting ourselves we were like <laughs> And I don't know if you guys swear on your podcast. I will keep it to a minute. Oh, yes, you can. Please. Oh, good, good. Yeah. The Boston, like the language in Boston, like the F word, S word, it's just like um and like to us. You know, we did the show in front of 70 people and that was so scary and amazing all at once. And that's what jumpstarted me into healing messages from above. And so I've been doing it since I was 19 and I'm 33. Did you have an influence from other, I guess, more mainstream mediums? Were you watching what other people were doing? I was secretly watching like Sylvia Brown and um, James Van Prague. I remember, um, I think it was 
after Sean's passing, I had this amazing dream where he brought me up to this beautiful building that had like marble staircase, columns, and he brought me to the very top of this building. When I was there, it was people lounging and relaxing as they returned from heaven. And it was very Romanesque ferns and beautiful white curtains. And and this is something that James Van Prague, I'm sorry, Sylvia Brown had described in her book. And it's the Hall of Records and being able to just review your life and relax when you get to the other side. So it was pretty amazing. And uh, that's when I kind of, you know, I always was interested when I was like 14, 15, 16 and reading their books. Something that because I talk, I've talked about you numerous times on our podcast, just because as I message you, I'm like, I've done a couple of your group readings. And I'm just, I love your style, you bring your personality to what you do. I think that that would just be a fit for if you go see a medium who's just different, but you're just super, your personality is so infectious. And I think what really drew me into a lot of what you do and the readings that I've sat with uh, and witnessed with you, and this is not like a comparative thing at all with other people, because I don't think that that really much matters. But I think what it is, is this profession brings a lot of skepticism with it. And so it's almost like you have to oh, yeah. almost like prove everything when it's it's really not about other, others beliefs. You either believe or you don't, and then you're receptive to it. But what I think is really cool that I observe is that you don't, you don't go, well, I have a father figure here. I'll get to that in a second. But like you, you'll say Claire and you pull her up on the screen and you're like, I'm getting these things. To me, that's pretty amazing because like, yes, occasionally you'll, you'll acknowledge if I have a lot of people here, I'm going to get messages that are kind of like crossing signals. And I can't even imagine how that feels on your side. But occasionally you will say, oh, well, this message might be for someone else, but you are like spot on just calling people out. And so if you go to a group reading with Candace, you're going to be, you're not going to just like be waiting for her to say, does anyone have an uncle that passed? He's going to say, all right, Claire, yeah, I'm pulling you up. And then, so you better be like ready for it. And I just think that that's, um, I don't necessarily mean like that's better or that you have to do it that way. But I think for people, this is such a um, close to home topic and you're connecting with people's loved ones that have passed away and they're in a lot of pain that that to me feels really meaningful when it's like, Hey, I got your brother here. <laughs> Right. And I, you know, appreciate you saying all that because, you know, as a human, we have these tendencies to want to prove ourselves and we want to be loved uh, and we want to just be liked too. And so sometimes I get in my head of like, oh my God, I just want to make sure that these people have a great experience and they love it and enjoy it. And they know that I'm a medium. And sometimes I just slap myself across the face. (laughs) I'm like, Candace, you need to come back because it really comes down to the intention of just being the conduit, just being the messenger for these people who just want to know that their loved ones are okay. And the validations and the messages, I'm just, you know, the person that's on the other end of the phone call delivering the message. So I have to reel myself back in sometimes because naturally as humans, we carry ego. And if we keep ego at bay, it's easier to be able to live fully in love. And so uh, when I connect in with people in a group reading, and thank you so much for joining my readings, I tend to, you know, really just ask spirit to 
bring me to whoever really needs it, you know, that day. Um, or maybe they had a recent passing or maybe they've never connected before. Uh, so I try to be um, as in tune as possible. It definitely feels like Black Friday at Target. Uh, I was going to say like, when, when I open, open the, the doors. doors and even like, again, highly recommend when she does the group readings that people join. It's just such a cool thing to watch. But a, I have to say, you you can tell that you went to cosmetology school because you're always like so done up and your makeup's great and your hair is great. I'm like <laughs> she knows how to do her hair and makeup so well. <laughs> but also just that I can't imagine. You've mentioned a few times on the group readings of like you were getting hit with messages like the day, that morning or that whole week because you're like like opening up the gates <laughs> for that event and you're like they're just bothering me all day long. And then I just like picture that movie where there's all these like ghosts in the room with you just being like waiting for you to be like. <laughs> Oh, for sure. I get bombarded sometimes two days before and I'm like, go back, please, because I have boundaries. And honestly, I think my spirit guides were like, let's send you to cosmetology school first so you know how to do your hair and makeup before standing in in front of a crowd. Yeah, $20,000 later. No big deal. Uh, But the dead helped pay that off. So so thank you. Um, And it's, uh, you know, really kind of connecting in. I love to feel my best too. You know, when you just feel so good, your energy is good. And you're like, my hair is on point today. My makeup feels good. I got a nice outfit on. It raises the vibration of your energy. So I really try to, uh, you know, get there. Um, Joy and Claire have the privilege of seeing me in my um, top nuts adorable come on it's just this is my habitat is hair on top of the head tank top on normally i don't have a bra on did you say bra today yeah i never have a bra on but she said bra (laughs) oh bra that's okay that's the boston Boston girl (laughs) you have joy and i in our work from home chic we both happen to be wearing beige (laughs) yes okay i have a question about Kind of your background, and your upbringing. You know, you alluded to your your family of origin being very Catholic and having you know traditional religious um, heritage. And I'm curious about your beliefs about the afterlife and what you were brought up in, and how that has been influenced from the gift that you have. Sure, great question. Honestly, so my mom's side's Jewish. 100% Jewish. My dad's side's Catholic. Uh, growing up, my parents like really didn't know, like, do we put them in temple? Do we put them in church? And they never figured it out. <laughs> uh, so until I was like in the sixth grade, my mom put me in temple for like three months. I was like, mom, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. Like, get me out of the hair. So it was kind of a blessing in disguise that they didn't put me um, in any kind of religion. As much as I wish I did have a religion to fall back on in faith in times of need, um, I find it as, uh, for me, it worked out perfectly because I kind of got to experience what felt right to me and what felt good and what resided with me. So, um, connecting in and understanding like the afterlife. I mean, like I said, I had such anxiety and panic attacks about death and dying as a kid, uh, to the point where I would just like jump off the top bunk and crash down. My parents like, Oh, here she goes again. (laughs) And I go running into the living room. I'm like, I don't want to die. They're like, you're six. You've got like 90 more years. You're good. For me, the afterlife, what I believe is that this earth that was created, I mean, if you look, and I love doing this, this world is way too big for me. And you just feel like you just can't get ahead or you're not in the right place. Or you see other people like maybe zooming ahead of you and you're like, dang, well, that's where I want to be. Like, why aren't I there yet? 
So sometimes I'll go outside and I'll just like look at the stars and I'm like, look how amazing that is. That energy right there, like pull that energy towards you. This universe is insane. So I really believe that the earth here on this planet is an earth school and we get to experience a physical form where we get to understand, you know, feel, see, hear, touch, sense in a physical form. Uh, it is hard to navigate when we're soul first and in a human body second. So sometimes those energies can be overwhelming, like audio sensitivity or crowds can be really hard because it's energy. So I think that when we're here, we are here to evolve a spirit and do something that is all stemming from love. And that sounds so cliche and corny, but if you are giving your best, giving love, being patient with one another, maybe finding yourself, maybe not flipping people off while you're driving, which I do quite often. So clearly I'm probably going to return back to this earth. Uh, Cause like, she didn't get it. <laughs> she didn't get it. She didn't get the freaking memo. But I mean, is that realistic? So, Sometimes people really do just need to be flipped off. <laughs> They sure do. They sure do. And I, it's like yeah. a rite of passage. I have a middle finger. I might as well use it, right? <laughs> We've all been there. And uh, especially when they're on your yeah. period, forget it. Everyone Everybody. move out of my way. I'm going to get a bumper sticker that says, like, I have my period. Please excuse me. <laughs> so, anywho, I just really believe that we're here to just help one another. You know, when you help people, you feel good. And when you flip somebody off, it feels good for a second. And then you feel like, oh man, what if they like something was really wrong with them? Yeah. You feel kind of crappy. So um, yes, I believe that we get to go back to the heaven side and we get to be rejoice and rejoice with all of our loved ones and souls that we even had in our past lives and be reconnected again. And this is a hard concept for a lot of people and it's not for everyone's belief. And I totally respect that. Um, this is just something I believe in and what feels right to me, what feels good to me, what I've experienced through spirit, what they've been able to relate to me. And I think when I get in that doubt of like, what if there's nothing? What if there's nothing after this? Like Candace, look at all the readings you did and all the messages and validation. Like you didn't just pull that out of your ass. It came from spirit. So it helps to remind me that there truly is this whole other world. But like finding happiness. And I feel like that's a really hard thing because people tend to seek I don't know, maybe material things or things that really won't make them happy. And that always gets me confused because I'm like, all right, so why are we grinding our wheels and doing that hustle thing? If really what it takes is just like the simple happiness stuff, like the purpose thing really trips me up a lot of like, why the heck we're here? (laughs) Uh, Oh, totally. It it always trips me up too. And I'm like, somebody had said it, I don't remember who, but they're like, we're here to experience a physical form because in spirit form, we are limitless. And so we get to, again, feel and sense and touch. And I think something that I read in a book a long time ago, can't remember if it was Sylvia Brown or if it was James Van Prague, um, but they had said, you know, when you're having like sex with somebody, you're having that physical connection, but you don't really know the feeling that other person's really having. So you get to kind of mesh your souls into one. And when you get to the other side, really feel that feeling, really feel the love that someone feels for you, the happiness someone feels for you. You can see it and you can empathize and you can, you know, trust their words, but it's when you feel it. So I don't know. There's so many reasons 
I think more reasons than just one as to why we're here on this earth journey. And I think that when we're back on the other side, we truly know what the purpose is. I've read a lot and listened to a lot of BJ Miller, who is that um, palliative care doctor in San Francisco who runs like a hospice. He's done an amazing tech talk on death and dying and how so much of that dying concept is because we don't want to feel pain. Everyone is worried about dying. Mm -hmm. That it's going to be painful. And then what's going to go next I think the next is a lot of people have a lot of different beliefs around it, but he's like, it's, he's like, interestingly enough, death and the process of death is the most peaceful process he's seen. Maybe I'm projecting Mm -hmm. my own stuff, but I'm always afraid of death and dying. And I'll, I'll feel anxiety come up almost every day (laughs) where I'll be like, I'm going to die. How am I going to (laughs) die? And then I have to just like get back into my human form and be like, you can't control that. And you just have to go take yep. the dogs out. But like, you know, that anxiety comes up every once in a while. It's like, we have to make peace that we won't know how we're going to die. And like, that's just, right. we're here for a time and a place. And I, so then I just think that that is a lot of people's fear of like, it's going to be painful and like yeah. you see horrible car crashes or whatever, where you're just like, what if that happens to me? And I think that's what a lot of people get like, get fascinated of doing air quotes with like death and dying and like mm-hmm. murder stories and that type of thing. It's just, there's a fascination right. of like what happens to our souls yes. and our spirits. It's the unknown that like scares people. What happens next? Where does my body go? Am I going to be stuck in my body underground? <laughs> um, it's the fear of what we have here on earth, but also I, what spirit has been able to show me and I've watched people pass away. And there's some ways of people passing that I'll never understand how unfair it is and how sickening it is. But I know that when the dying process happens, when they pass away immediately, or if it's slowly, that experience no longer exists with them when they go to the other side. It is like, ah, it's like I haven't I haven't given childbirth here on this planet, like on this time around, but I know I have in the past. And it's like, or when you have diarrhea, you take a shit and you're like, oh, I feel so much better. And you don't think about it again. <laughs> you're just like, yes. And I think you said that in one of your group readings where it was kind of like just this lightness and that they don't even totally. think about that when they're when they pass away. Yes. And it's peaceful because you're never truly alone when it comes to passing over you have someone there to greet you whether it's your loved ones or spirit guides um it's all love on the other side so there's nothing that's scary um it's a scary feeling you know like oh my god how am i gonna die like when is am i gonna die or the paranoia of losing a loved one that's a huge one i have that too oh for sure and especially if you've had loss where you get the phone call someone died you just can't help but think oh my god my mom knows better she calls me, she has to text me immediately just to tell me it's not an emergency, just calling to say hi, you know, so that I don't panic like yeah. who died. But yeah, it's a very normal feeling to experience. But I, if I could say one thing is um, that you're, it's such a quick feeling, you know, of, and then you don't really experience the rest of it. It's just like, huh. Like the I'm sigh okay. of relief. And you felt when you talk about it in your readings, you are very, I don't want to say nonchalant in a bad way, but you, you're so, you're so comfortable with it. Are you comfortable are you just like really comfortable with like death and dying or do you still kind of have like those moments of like (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm totally good like I'm you if I talked about this when I was seven years old I'd be like I don't want to die I can't do this podcast oh my god right my thing is I want to die I would love to die peacefully in my sleep or die saving someone that's my way great the way I see you know how I don't know when I see death and it doesn't scare me it only just excites me in some weird way 
way. I don't know who the fuck says that, but I know that my loved ones are going to be on the other side. The ones I miss so much are going to be waiting there for me. My friend Anthony is a drag queen. I'm sure his ass will be right there in his little drag outfit, ready to go. Um, my grandmother and you know, I don't fear it. I think I just fear more of losing my people before me. That's what I fear more of, like missing them. I, I tear up thinking of my parents passing, you know, of them going at some point in time. And I can't handle that uh, because I know they physically won't be here. Um, and people think that as a medium, oh, you get to talk to them. It's like, no, it's not that easy. You know, it actually feels a little harder because you're wondering, is that me? Right. You talk a lot about that, the intuition versus your your own consciousness and how yeah. that can get in the way. So I imagine that because you're so close to them, you're you're like, yeah. I can't tell if that's like me thinking it or just like right. th- spirit telling me this. <laughs> My poor friends, they get totally just like ripped from this because, you know, someone will die and I know so much about them. I'm like, try to see somebody else because yeah, I feel like I sense. know too much, you know, once in a while things will pop up and it'll help them so much. But um, I also want them to feel like they have like a clean slate with a different medium or psychic, you know? I think it's interesting. Like there's so much wrapped up in all these different fears, like fears of losing the people you love, fear of you dying first and then leave. Like I have kids, like my biggest fear is like leaving them behind and them not growing up with, sure. you know, with the family that I imagined they would have. When you're talking to a big group and you have every single person coming at it with their own humongous packed full bag of baggage. I have, so I have two questions about that. First of all, it's like, <laughs> what do you feel like in your group readings, what do you feel like people kind of get wrong about what that experience is either like for you or what they can expect? from that experience, knowing that everybody comes to it with a completely full bag of baggage? That is a great question because I think people expect that I just like truly get on a phone call and I'm right. You're like FaceTiming the grandma at that point. Yeah. Yeah. If that, like if that (laughs) happens, I would just, my life would be so much easier, but because it's a totally different realm, a totally different dimension, totally different energy. So when you think of, when you turn on a light, electricity is so fast. That's the energy of the afterlife. The energy here is a lot slower, three-dimensional energy. So when I start to connect in with the other side, I can hear, feel, and see, but it's different. So when you think of a memory or a flashback of like your loved ones, sometimes those memories are incredibly clear. And you remember every single detail. And then other times it's choppy. So that's how I'm connecting in. So if I have like a really loud, crazy, obnoxious individual on the other side, they're going to be loud, crazy, obnoxious. They're going to give me all the details. They're going to use their personality. If I got someone who's a little more private, maybe wasn't even a skeptic while they're here on earth, they might only give me a few things. And when I see them, it's almost like, um, oh, sorry, when I hear them, it could be like you're on your cell phone, the reception's cutting in and out, hearing bits and pieces. So for instance, I have a TikTok video that went viral and I would have people be like, you're feeding into it. You're manipulating them. You're asking way too many questions. So for instance, when I was doing this video is with a mom and a daughter, uh, the daughter um, had a termination and um, due to tri- trios- trisomy 13, I can't pronounce it correctly. And for her, I kept seeing two. So I was like, okay, so the I think that the the grandmother on the side is showing me that she had two kids. I'm like, do you understand two? And she said, I have one. I said, well, would you understand the other one? It was just a miscarriage or termination. It all feels the same to me, miscarriage or termination, because I just see a symbol of a little fetus and I see them on the other side. So then my human mind, I 
tend to get like, oh my God, I don't want to, them to feel nervous if I say termination because a lot of feel a lot of people feel judgment or fear of saying yes to that, which I have no judgment at all of what they're going to tell me. I'm just here to be a service. So when uh, you know, I said to her, is this miscarriage or termination? And I said, my mind, my my the spirit was telling me termination, termination, termination. But I just wanted to allow her to be have that opportunity. So there's sometimes where it's so clear where I don't even question it, where I just blurt it all out. And it's like I brought through a missing kid recently, uh, and I was like, "Wow, I see this missing kid." Like the last thing he ate was Campbell's soup. Uh, it was he went missing. He hasn't been found since. I feel like he's lost in the woods. Uh, his remains will be found. It's been like 40 something years. Yes, 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 yes. And then other times it's like, am I, am, am I hearing this correctly? And am, am I interpreting it correctly? So um, that's how, you know, I'm able to connect to the other side and it's not clear as day. If it was, that would be freaking awesome. It's so easy, but it's a whole other energy you got to tap into. And it feels like a collaborative experience, which I think some people will watch and be like, oh, you're feeding her information. But no, it's you're hearing that filtered radio sound, from what I understand. Yeah. And then you'll say like a J name, a J name, a John a thing. And they'll be like, oh, Jim. And like, yeah, oh, yeah. And it's not like you're trying to like <laughs> name all the J's, but right. you're <laughs> literally kind of just like, sometimes you need that affirmation too, which I think kind of just like gets that energy flowing for you. But um, totally. I would imagine people are going to, there's always going to be people who don't believe and that's fine. You're right. And I totally respect that. I totally respect um, somebody who's a skeptic, maybe open, maybe not. Um, it's hard to trust somebody that you don't know. Uh, and, you know, when I, in for instance, there are a fuck ton of Johns. So when I start off with a John, people are like, well, that was easy. Well, no shit, because everyone named their kid John and Michael. Right. And Patrick, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, well, I'm going to just say what I'm hearing here. And, you know, if it's a harder name, like Jaden, I'm going to hear John first just because it's just easier for me to understand. And again, people are like, well, why doesn't spirit tell you that straight to the point? Because it's a faster energy. It's like someone screaming and driving 90 miles per hour. And you're like, what the fuck did they just say? So you have to try to pick it up and interpret it. So how did you do that? Like, how do you, how do you slow down or no, you have to speed up your energy. Is that what you have to do? Or yeah. like, what is your process of doing that? So when I connect in, um, I really have to uh, meditate and get a clear mind. I also have to kind of set my boundaries, get everything set up with my whole, I do like a sacred prayer. I connect in with Archangel Michael and I ask spirit to really kind of tap in. I'll open my third eye and my crown chakra. And it's almost like, you know how like at Starbucks, they might repeat back the order and you're like trying to keep up with what they just said and you're like sure sure yeah I guess that's my order great um you picked up bits and pieces of what they said and sometimes you have to ask them to repeat it so that's when I will say okay show me a little better show me a little clearer tell me a little louder and I'm doing this in my head uh talking to them so I'll say what's your name what's your relationship how did you pass away and it's really quick quick pieces of energy Sometimes they'll show me frame of reference. So for Joe, that's my dad. All of a sudden I might see my dad in my mind really quickly. And I'm like, who's Joe? Oh my God, that's my dad. Wonderful. So um, yeah, it all kind of comes in in different ways, uh, but they will come in symbols wise. So I will see um, my hands over one another, uh, almost like if you're Catholic, you're receiving communion. Um, I remember at my cousin's wedding, I 
never ever got baptized or anything and we had a full mass for her and I had my hand side by side and the priest like changed my hand over I was like I'm Jewish so I didn't know what the hell I was doing but I wanted to try the communion so. yeah you wanted to take that way for like at, to at weddings mass, they need to hand out like a how-to card with, with the program for sure I never like, now you're gonna it. stand yeah yeah and so I was like well I'm <laughs> gonna try it you know <laughs> I'm here in this wedding so um oh my god that's my ADD I'm like Dory from Finding Nemo, I get lost within seconds. So I have no idea what I was talking about. Let's take a sec to talk about our favorite sponsor, Ned, the makers of our favorite CBD product. I love their daily blend. I use their 750 milligram daily blend. I use it every day almost. I also love their magnesium, their little magnesium drink powder. It really just helps me calm down, helps me chill out. Joy, you're enjoying their brain blend. It gives you a little boost in the middle of the day. Love the brain blend. Love the sleep blend. So check out Ned, another Boulder Born Herbal based company with some amazing founders. Speaking of awesome founder stories, we love the founders of this brand, Adrian and Rhett. And we had Rhett on the podcast a couple of months ago. So you can always go back and listen to that episode if you want to hear more about the impetus behind them starting this company and behind them looking for more natural remedies to have in their toolbox. So don't forget, you can support the podcast by using discount code joy at helloned.com. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash joy or use discount code joy for 15% off your order. Support the brands that support our podcast, support this awesome, amazing local brand that we love so much. And I just want to give a, a quick plug again of how much we love them. We've been working with them for so long, and we only work with people that we really, really trust. Quick mention, and then we're going to get over it, is like the holidays, we're, we're creeping. So think about holiday gifts and supporting your favorite podcasters at the same time. Supporting these sponsors really does help the show. So Thank you in advance for supporting these great people. Yeah. So like, I think that, I mean, you were talking a lot about like how you see things and how you receive the messages and how, and that's probably different for everybody. I've heard, you know, different mediums talk about they receive signs that are familiar to them that are like their Mm -hmm. point of reference. And did you say you do... I can't remember the name, so I'm sorry, like audio visual. Yeah, so they're called Claire's. That's right. Right, Claire's. Claire? <laughs> so Claire's, so there's Audience is hearing, Clairvoyance is seeing, and Clairsentience is feeling. There's also Clairalience and Clairgustance. Clairalience is smelling. So sometimes when you get that whiff of cigarette smell, and you're like, oh my God, my grandfather would smoke like a pack a day. And right. I just smelt him and I don't even smoke cigarettes. Or uh, Clairgustance is a knowing. So there's those are my three main ways though and um, they use them pretty well Uh, sometimes it'll be a little bit more than others like I might just through the whole reading CCC um, and sometimes here, you know, um, or it could be vice versa, but mostly seeing for me. We have a couple of questions that came up from people. So I'm going to kind of blow through those because I, I was like, these are great questions. I want to know the answer too. one of the big questions people asked was, how do you how do we get in touch with the other side ourselves? And like, how can we tap into that? Because I feel like we will often question what we see, feel or hear. I feel like I'm a pretty sensitive person. So I will see my big one is like ladybugs. I think of my grandmother's when I see ladybugs. It's like a whole family joke. <laughs> I love that. And I will see them in like the weirdest places. Like one day when I was having a really bad day and like the more next morning I woke up and I was like, oh, just grandma's just give me a sign. And a ladybug landed on my keyboard. Like <gasps> not wow. even, it wasn't like 
I was sitting outside, mind you, but it wasn't like I was near a bunch of bushes. I was like sitting in rocks right outside my back door and it just like landed on my keyboard. I remember I'm almost like brushed it away like, oh, bug. And then I sat there for a second. I was like, oh my gosh. So people kind of want to know how they can tap into that. Not necessarily seeing signs. People will take what they take as far as like whether they put meaning on that. But how do you tap into that where you can do that yourself? So there's like a whole process to it. Um, I do teach courses. I was going to say you teach a course. Yeah, I do. I teach courses because I had that question quite often. How do I tap into it? I would love to help people or I have always sensed and felt like I had something, but I don't know how to hone in. So I created a mentorship course and an independent course where I teach you through the mentorship course, um, how to truly set up your foundation so that you know that you're connecting into the highest and the best energy and how to get to that point, because it is a weird feeling when you start to connect in. It's not like just you and I having a chit chat. It all of a sudden feels like you just had a drink or you just smoked a little something. It feels different. So I like to make sure that I give a step by step by step. So it's not so easy to say like, oh, just do this, this and this. Um, I really try to make sure that people are protected and connecting in with the right energy and um, making sure that they understand the bases and the foundation before connecting in. So there's a whole big shebang to that. I do the mentorship course, which I'm going to have in January of 2023. And I'm going to put out a nice Black Friday sale, my biggest sale ever. I keep it limited to only 16 people because I want to be able to create a relationship with you and answer all your questions through the six-week course, which you get to work on your own pace at your own time. And on Sundays, we meet on Zoom for an hour. It's easy. That's really cool. That's really cool. It's awesome. I recommend that. And we had, honestly, the people, like the people who join the classes, you create friendships and like a community that Mm -hmm. I have like a Facebook group where everybody can connect in and they can practice on one another. Um, There's also um, an independent course. So you don't have to be a part of anything. If you just like to practice and learn on your own, I have that too. So there's um, all the stuff of like, you know, really kind of turning into, um, you know, connecting in with that. Um, That's probably my easiest way to gift and wrap that up in one because I'd be here for days trying to teach people. (laughs) No, I totally. And I respect that too, because I think it's honoring that this is not just a simple three hot tips to tune in. (laughs) And I think that's important because I think people will hear things like, oh, you just have to quiet your mind or what. And I think what you're saying is it's way more complicated than that. For sure. So when people see things like the one one ones or the two two twos, would you kind of attribute it to the same thing, like your courses of like tapping into your intuition or do, because people will always say like, oh, I see ones all the time or twos all the time, or like my ladybug thing. How do you, how can we make sense of that? Right. Or is it the meaning we put on it? Excellent question. So I want people, when they see those numbers, what your intuition, your, your, your belly area, your stomach kind of maybe does flips or it does a, you kind of like your breath is taken away and you're like, Oh my God, are you seeing a license plate right in front of you? Four, four, four. Yes. Um, I totally believe that there are si- like little signals and signs behind numbers. When I see two, two, two or 22, I, um, think of my cousin and, uh, just like the other day I went to a spa and they gave me a key to lock my little, um, all my stuff in and it was number 22. And I was like, Oh my God, they like, he knows I'm having like the worst fucking day ever. And I need to relax and that it's okay to relax. Um, I'm not a huge, um, it's not my forte numbers. A lot of people love numerology and things like that, but I really do believe in like the higher, you know, archangels with the 11s and the 22s, the 44s, the 33s, the double numbers, uh, definitely connected with the archangels 
um, that I love so much. So it's funny. I've always loved the number 11. And when I had learned, you know, later in life, like 11 is like a, a big number connected to the angels. I was like, dang, okay, we got it. <laughs> like I was right on. I was right on. <laughs> yeah. I was like, sometimes I will, when I was a kid, I, I was pretty young when I felt like I could just feel things. I could never, I don't feel like my intuition was to the level of like your level, of course, but I was always very much like, I felt like a weird kid. I was like really in my head, but I also felt like super connected to this grandfather that I never met because he was tragically killed. So I always had like this thing where I like wanted to talk to him. And there was this very like special need, I think still of like wanting to just like talk to them every day. Mm -hmm. But then I get like sucked into the human side of life where I'm like, is that real? Is that not real? Right. My understanding is our loved ones like really want to hear from us. And they like, so is like, is that reminder? Is that something like, do we need to just be a little more in tune of like talking to the people who are no longer with us, but like love us so much? Like, are they like standing by or are they <laughs> just standing over my bed watching me? You know, like, you're, like waiting for us to be like, we recognize you or are they just like, we love you no matter what. We're just like hanging out. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I totally, totally get like, that's a normal thing. Like, are you watching me? Like, are you just there? Like just having popcorn and sitting and watching? Watch my life. So I be- totally believe two things. One, I believe that our loved ones have angel duties on the other side where they're working together to help, uh, to help other angels step forward into that new afterlife, all these different duties, kind of like what we have here. There's teachers, there's nurses, there's everybody has a job and it's helping one another. No matter how small or how big your job, it is helping us evolve. It's like a big circle of life. Mm-hmm. So um, when our loved ones their vibrational energy totally rises up when you think of them, when you call out to them, when you recognize them. So when you get the sign, you're like, Oh, Hey grandma, I love you. It absolutely will send like that alert. Like imagine you being on the other side and your loved ones are here and you're like sending the signs and sending the signs. And they're just like, nah, that was a coincidence. (laughs) Now you're like, fuck, (laughs) like I'm going to give up. So, but when they see it, you're like, yes, they've got the signal. Like they know I'm here. It brings the joy. It brings the energy. So, um, and for me, what I explain people when I'm teaching them in my mentorship course is that I'm no better than anybody else. I've just taken the time to experience and to allow myself to indulge in all of this mm-hmm. so that I'm not higher up or better or like a whole other level. I have just taken the last umpteen years of my life to just hone in. Mm-hmm. So that's all it really is. Um, and, you know, diving in with your intuition, you know, finding ways to reconnect to your intuition is by, I know this again, sounds cliche, but being present. You know the feeling when you've been on your phone all day or the computer all day and you feel dizzy and you feel like yeah. yucky. Your brain is well, tired. Yeah. yeah. But then you go to the beach or the, like the ocean or a lake and you're like, oh, feel that difference is that when you're present, you're able to feel and recognize a lot more things. That way you'll be able to start to be in touch with your intuition and feel it. Intuition doesn't always mean you have to pick up bad things. Intuition is good things as well. And there's times, remember, I'm like, remember this, Jen, of joy. I'm like, Jen, who the fuck's Jen? Who the fuck is Jen? So funny. <laughs> oh my god, is there a dead Jen here? Oh my god. Oh 
Oh God. Oh, that's so, so funny. Like you know, you never get like a, a total urge to like eat an apple or to eat a, a clementine. And like I just am like craving that. Of course, we have the bad ones like McDonald's or something. But where your body is intuitively telling you, like I need those that vitamins from from the clementine. yeah. And you listen to it and you eat it, yeah. and you feel better. Um, just like water. Like I need water right now. You're yeah. intuitively connected. That's really okay. I really like that. Now I'm like, who's Jen? <laughs> Jen. I'm like, Jen, that just like slipped out of my mouth. Like, it's so funny. Try. It really did just come out. And by the way, listeners, throughout this whole episode, we've had like the weirdest audio stuff happen, like from start to finish. Yeah. Uh, so I'm laughing because I'm like, of course, of course, it's this episode. Always. Like, and should- someone else is joining this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Jen's here. <laughs> hey, Jen. Hey, Jen. Hey, girl. <laughs> Oh, God. oh my gosh. So do you believe the idea of manifesting? How do you oh, feel about yeah. that? Okay, I'm talk about that. obsessed with manifesting. So manifesting. So like I was mentioning about looking up at the stars, that energy is so amazing. Like stars were made. How can you think that energy is not appropriate for you or not able to get to you? So I fully believe that when you put out into the energy into the world, like I don't have any money, I'm broke, I have like nothing in my bank account, you continue to have nothing in your bank account. And this doesn't have to do with money. Sure. Um, so, but that was just an example. I mean, most people are always wanting more money. So totally. I mean, that's, yeah. that is an energy exchange here on earth. That is part of the earth journey is money. So the way to live here is through currency. So um, when manifesting, so for instance, back in 2016, I was single. I'd been single for a few years. I had crappy relationships and I was like, I just want my soulmate. Like I want to live a, like my life with a partner that we can just explore life together. So on in a journal, I wrote everything I wanted physically, emotionally, and spiritually in this person. Now I wrote down like every single detail. So like the physical portion, you betcha that I wrote the physical detail of the the Chi Chi Chong, you know what I'm saying? So (laughs) I wanted the whole shebang. Amen. (laughs) And to each their own, you know, your size is your size that you want. So, um, (laughs) I wrote this and I was like, I'm going to have trust and belief that I deserve this. I deserve this. It does exist out there. And I'm just going to wait patiently. A year later, I met my now fiance. We've been together for almost six years and I showed him, my piece of paper of all the, the things that I wanted in it, like probably 90% matched up to him. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. It really is. And so I really believe in manifesting that way. I believe in manifesting the things you want. Like I had said, I wish that we had like a backyard with a fence so the dogs can run. We got a house that we can rent. We have a backyard with a fence and the dogs can run. Was it the ideal place? No, because we weren't super specific. So yeah. my way of showing people, if I said, Hey, Joy, I'm going to give you an unlimited amount of money to build your dream home. What do you want? Mm-hmm. You're not going to say, Oh, I just want like a three bedroom house with like a flat screen TV, a beautiful like pool in the back and like three acres of land. Okay. I'm going to give you the house that is 150 years old with three bedrooms, a pool that's never been used and has frogs in it and three acres <laughs> of land of swamp. <laughs> you sound know, good. Yeah. right. Sound great. So like when you get specific on your thing, very specific down to the detail and you trust and believe in the process, 
and you are connected in with the uh, laws of attraction, follow the laws of attraction. It is so real and it is amazing. And I highly suggest uh, following Manifestation Babe on Instagram. I've learned so much from her. She also has a podcast too. Really amazing, her story and how manifestation works. So again, it's not my forte, but I've been learning and it's been amazing. Yeah, because I think Claire and I have talked about this before, just in terms of manifesting and how sometimes it can turn gaslighty or it can be like, well, you're just not thinking positive. necessarily the case. Sometimes it feels a little bit like so but I think what it is is more of really connecting with yourself and being yeah. very I don't want to say positive but like just energetically like tapped in to the belief in yourself maybe. Yes. Because that's more important than just being like, well, I want a boat. I'm going to keep thinking about a boat and I don't have a boat and someone's like, well, you're not thinking positive. I think it's just it's so much bigger than that. So it's that's where so big like the stars in the sky big. That's that's what I'm going to keep thinking of because I totally feel you. Like my parents live in the mountains. Every time I go out there, you can see every star in the sky and it feels like, holy crap, Magic. I am a part of this. And then yes. I also got that feeling when we went, we went to Iceland five years ago as a, like a podcast group. Like we oh. like got to take listeners, kind of like your retreat that you're doing in November, which we'll so talk about. Fun. But um, we went to Iceland together and I took a picture next to this huge waterfall. Like, I don't even know. King Kong huge. <laughs> And I was standing next to it. And I just remember thinking, every time I see that picture, I think this world is huge. Huge. And I am just the teeniest, tiniest little thing. (laughs) We're a grain of sand. (laughs) That's what we are. And it's like, if you, like, I had this positive, like, I was like, I deserve someone amazing. And I remember being in like high school and like thinking I could settle for that person because they gave me like a little slight attention because I had no self-esteem. So it's like, once you start to love yourself and love your company, love your own company, enjoy being in a car alone, enjoy traveling alone. When you experience that and love your own company, the rest will follow. I really believe that. And I love that you get to see stars at your parents' house because it is so amazing. And I always say, hey, you were the fastest swimmer from your dad's balls. That's pretty yeah. amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> That's, That's amazing. amazing. And I'm a you- twin. So like <gasps> somehow so- we were, I was a twin. I look, there's no comparison here, but I am going to say I was a twin before like a lot of IVF stuff happened where like multiples yeah. were pretty common. Mm-hmm. So like I was a rare twin where things like people always looked at us like we were, you know, a circus act. <laughs> Are you identical or fraternal? Fraternal. It's a boy. It's a boy girl. Oh, I love that. Oh my yeah. God. That's and look at that. You guys were like, what? Now, that I, is that one sperm and it splits into two? I don't mm-hmm. even know. Like, mm-hmm. okay. So you guys were like, we're going to fight over this and we're going to be two. How freaking cool crazy? is that? It's crazy. You're a freaking so twin. crazy. You're a twin. Yeah. And like pregnancy blows my mind. That like- Oh yeah. I could sit here all day freaking out about it because I don't, Claire and I will often say too on the show, like it's kind of a miracle that we're even just like upright and breathing and moving around yes. all day. Just like all yes. the things that have to happen with your body yes. to just make yourself cognizant every day is a miracle. And you know what I think of too, is like we as humans just know as people as humans. And like, we think that some people are so like beautiful, but like, what if there's aliens out there and they think we're fucking weird? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, so weird looking. <laughs> and then we're sitting here worried about whether to not get Botox and yeah. like, you know, lip filler. And they're right. just like, what the like, hell's huh? going on? Like, why do you have two eyes? You know, that's weird. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I could go into theory all for Oh day. my gosh. All day long. Okay. Mm-hmm. So tell everybody about the things that are coming up. Uh, your retreat in November, anything else? like the events and the things that you have going on on your website, which I will link to in our show notes. 
Absolutely. So I have a retreat with my amazing friend, Angela, who you guys would just like totally get along you and Claire with Angela. She's amazing. One of those souls where you're like, Oh, thank God you're on this earth with me. Can we do a, like a quad podcast with the four of us? One yeah. million percent, a hundred percent. She would love it. And you guys would be like, so when are we hanging out? Cool. Yeah. So uh, me and Angela are hosting this amazing retreat called the collective experience in Manchester, Vermont, November 11th through the 13th. And it is limited to 20 people only. And we only have um, one bedroom left that has two beds. So you and a bestie can come. And we also have somebody, uh, two people who are already in a triple. They're just looking for a third roommate. Actually, I get a cheaper price with a triple. But it's going to be an amazing weekend of yoga and meditation. We're going to be doing uh, connecting in with your intuition and connecting it with some psychometry and pendulums. It is going to be fantastic. And we have an in-house chef that's making us the most amazing organic fantastic meals and it's just like we're gonna be in our pjs all weekend and we're gonna have a fire we're gonna just enjoy vermont so if you've ever been to vermont or you've never been it is one of the most magical healing places ever so we're gonna be staying in a huge mansion together it's like a whole slumber party all weekend long and we cannot wait so i'm like that- looking at my calendar i was like can i make this? yeah get your <laughs> ass over here i'm like <laughs> Ooh, can I have a talk with the husband after this? <laughs> right? Like, hey, I got to get away for the weekend. Um, and we're going to like have an awesome welcome party. We're going to have some champagne. We're going to have food. We're just going to be in our jam jams. It's going to be so good and so fun. Oh so that's um, all on my website, CandaceDalton.com. Candace is spelled with an A, not an I. And you'll check under events, and that's where you'll see the retreat. I also have um, an upcoming course in January that's not posted just yet, but it is the mentorship course course that I was um, talking about. That's going to start in January and it's a six week course and it's limited to 16 people only. Again, if it's something that you're not comfortable with being in like a group setting, you can always take the independent course. You can start today if you wanted to. Um, And that uh, is at your own pace at your own time. And I also have a mini intuition course, just something really mini just to kind of get your intuition flowing. That's also on there. And I go back to Massachusetts a lot to do in-person events. So you can always check that out as well on my website. And lastly, I have have hoodies called wired different. Um, I've always said my brain is so wired different and I want people to just love who they are. Yeah. Embrace it to be weird, to be just like totally against the norm and, and, and anybody who might be physically different, emotionally different, you know, just celebrate who you are. So, um, I have hoodies that are going to be coming out in the color charcoal soon. And, uh, yeah, everything's on my website that you can check out. And I also have a podcast healing grace, the podcast, and I have it's also great. Episodes. I've listened to that and you Thank have you. such great, it's a great mix of different things. You do readings, but you also talk a lot about the, the, the job that you do and the field that you're in and have a lot of yeah. great guests too. Thank Either you. Recommend. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. I will link to all of that in our show notes here, but um, just super Fantastic. grateful that we got to connect. I just, I want to tell you and remind you, I know you've done so many readings, but the first one that I joined I will never forget it. You gave a message to one of my friends that also joined Sandy for one of her friends. And it was, she was like, I cannot believe she got that message. Like it was kind of like a friend removed, but she knew exactly who you were talking about. Uh So it was like, she was the person that had to deliver this message to this friend of a friend. And she's like, I can't even believe that like that came for me. Wow. But one that I, I remember writing you and being like, that was pretty life-changing because it was like, I want to say three or four years ago, maybe I was in a time in my life. I don't have kids. I'm not going to have kids. I don't want kids. And I had like this huge guilt around it. Like 
women are supposed to have children. Right. Like I got the equipment. Yeah. Like, right, right. It's a job requirement type of thing. And so I was like, I was just struggling with that. And you had, I cannot remember like who it was. I want to say it was my grandfather, but you were like, someone came through and was basically like saying to me, you've experienced that before. Like you don't need to do it in this lifetime. And like your purpose is for something else. And I was just like, jaw drop. That's awesome. (laughs) Stomach just like fell out of my butt. (laughs) And it was just so affirming. It was like exactly what I needed to hear in that moment. And I was like, there's no way you would have known. (laughs) Like how would you have known? Wow. That makes me so happy to hear. Of course, you know, it's so hard to remember, but to hear that and to know that it gave you relief of like, yeah, I don't have to feel bad about that. That's awesome. Yeah. And especially with a loved one being like, you've done it before, you're fine. Like keep doing what you want to do in this lifetime. Cause I've always had the sense of like, I don't know where it came from, but like something has always told me you were not here to raise kids. You were here for something else. I don't know why, but that just like kept coming into my brain. So I'm like, okay. That's fantastic. That's your intuition. That's your soul telling you like, Hey, like being a mother or being a father, being a parent, whatever you are, that is maybe a purpose for some people. And it is for a majority, but your purpose, look at your podcast is helping people. It's reaching out to people. You are also giving people the time to understand like that you don't have to be a parent. It's okay. Like that's something that you don't have to follow, you know, societal norms per se. I think the times are changing now where things are shifting where you don't really have to feel like you have to have the family, you know, to uh, live the life purpose. You know, there's so much more purpose here and you're doing just that. And I think that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much, but thank you more, more importantly of just all the gifts you give to people and just, I mean, changing lives left and right when you do your readings. And I know, I know how, I don't know, but I can see how exhausting that has to be on you after the fact. And it's just not like this easy thing that you can do and be like, pick up and go to Disneyland tomorrow. You were just like laid out on the couch for a day after you do reading like that. So. <laughs> thank you. Yes. 100% literally that <laughs> I'm dead. Yeah. Pun intended. Yeah, pun intended. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Candice, for this conversation. And listeners, you can find her at her website, CandiceDalton.com. And then you can find us at joyandclaire.com. And we are at Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. We will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Mm